Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Okay, Tom, thank you so much for joining us for Cut for Time. Um, It's always a special treat to be able to get to hear from you. I know that everybody looks forward to Sundays when you preach, and now we just get to hear a little bit more. Yeah, well, thanks. It's it's fun to reconnect and and, uh, get a chance to preach once in a while, and so good good to be a part of it. Thanks, Tom. So, Tom, you got to preach from... Um, in our act series and you preached on the call can you just give us a little bit of a summary of what you preached on yeah well I was really excited when I was asked to preach that particular Sunday and saw what the text was because I mean any text is fine but that one particularly uh, grabbed my attention I I enjoy that passage very much Um, it it is essentially I mean it's it's uh, Peter's um, response that uh, Joey preached on the healing of the uh, lame man last Sunday, and it's uh, Peter's response to the people who are all excited about the miracle. And as Joey pointed out, the miracle is not the main thing here. It's new life in Jesus that really matters. And so Peter really touches briefly on the miracle, but yeah, it's through the name of Jesus that this happened. But he doesn't talk about it anymore. He just jumps from that to to really talk about the gospel itself. So I saw this passage as primarily setting forth really two things, but mainly the essential content of the gospel. And then briefly, but also very important, the necessary response to the gospel. So that's what I tried to unpack primarily on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And what are those? Sorry, the well, essence the, and the response. What were those? The essential content is my my first and, and really my main point. It took about 80% of our time. Um, and it's just back to the basics of of the, the death uh, on the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, and, you know, Paul develops that law a lot more in terms of this is substitutionary atonement. This is the sacrificial uh uh, lamb, uh, the one that really counts. The others are all illustrative. Um, and uh, so the death of Christ is truly death for our sins. Uh, Peter doesn't emphasize a lot of theological context for it. He just says Christ died. Um, he was raised from the dead. That's the essence of the gospel. There's there's a lot more to it, but that's the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And then the response uh, in Acts 2, they say, what must we do? Uh, Here they don't ask that question, but Peter tells them anyway, you need to repent, um, which means to change your mind. And then there's another related word that means to turn around, uh, go in a different direction. So, you know, acknowledge your sin and then turn toward Jesus is really the the main idea there. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks, Tom. Um, So. Is there anything else that you needed to cut for the sake of time that you wish you could have included? Well, as I looked at the passage, the last half of it, uh, uh, really from verse 12 or so on, um, he says, I know you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. And then he kind of goes back 
almost saying, well, you were ignorant, but you should have known better because the whole Old Testament is about this. And so in verses 17 or uh, yeah, 17 and following, uh, he um, after he tells them to repent, um, he, he it says he's beginning with Samuel and all the prophets who foretold these days. So, you know, the Bible pretty well you're not paying attention or something because mm -hmm. this has been talked about. This isn't new stuff. Uh, this is exactly what God said would happen. And so he goes back to Abraham. He goes to Moses. He goes to Samuel and, and, and uh, also talks about the future fulfillment of all things. When this saving work of God will impact, not just you and me uh, as individual sinners, but the whole world and the restoration of all things. I mean, even the whole climate crisis that we're talking about these days, with all these hot, uh, this terribly hot summer, uh, you know, whatever the cause, I'm not getting into that, but whatever the cause, that's gonna be fixed someday as part of the saving work of God for the whole planet, the whole mm -hmm. creation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that we could have developed a lot more um, and uh, just wasn't, wasn't any way to, to do that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, he says, like, verse 25, that what God said to Abraham and all your offspring shall and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So at this point, do you think that as the Jews are hearing this sermon, they are realizing it's not just for them? Or is it, has that moment not come yet? That moment hasn't come yet. They are, uh, there's a tendency, and I think there's an interesting parallel in America that we kind of think we're it. Uh, the Jews kind of thought they were it, and there is nobody else really that's very important. And how erroneous that is on all levels um, to have that kind of, of attitude. So they neglected what their own scriptures had said to them. And when they had it brought up to them, they got angry about it. So that was a very typical response. Now, when I say they, that's generalizing. So you have to be careful about that. But that, that is the general response because there's, but, but there are huge exceptions to that as obviously the first Christians uh, were all Jews. Uh, in fact, it was quite a while before Gentiles started coming to faith. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that was a stumbling block uh, for the Jew that Christ came for Gentiles, a big stumbling block. Mm-hmm. So um, in Acts, we get these big chunks of texts that are these sermons that we're hearing being yeah, preached. Yeah. This is, I think, is this the second one that we were covering, right? We already right. heard the very yeah, first yeah. sermon that was preached, and now it's the second. So um, can you tell us a little bit, like, let's zoom out, look at Acts as a whole, and just give yeah. us context for what are these major sermons that are preached throughout the whole book? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a fascinating study is like um, I'm preaching somebody else's sermon, literally, when I preach the book of Acts. Uh, Peter starts after the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came um, with a, a, a primary focus on the same thing in, in, in the sermon I just did on the death of Jesus. He somewhat accuses the Jews of doing it and along with the Gentiles, and big focus on the resurrection with proof texts from the Old Testament that said we should know that the resurrection is coming because God prophesied it. And then chapter three, the context is the healing of the lame man. And then we don't have a, well, chapter four sort of has a sermon 
the ESV Study Bible has a chart, a major sermons. They list 10 total. Um, I think you could find a few more. These are summaries. These aren't uh, the whole sermon. They'd be three-minute sermons. People might like that. <laughs> um, so in Acts 10, he speaks to Cornelius' household. This is Peter still. So he gets three of these. Um, and Cornelius is a Gentile, but he's a God-fearer, someone who really is looking seriously at Israel's God with interest. And then Stephen's sermon is kind of unique in chapter seven. And then the rest of them are all Paul uh, mm -hmm. and all different contexts in Athens, uh, in defense of himself in Jerusalem, uh, before the court uh, of Felix, before the court of Agrippa uh, coming later in the book, which eventually gets him sent to Rome as a prisoner. Uh, but to each of these sermons are in the context of, uh, well, they're in particular contexts of wherever he is. So no sermon is exactly the same. Um, and Paul's tend to be more like personal testimony. Um, and um, again, not as much of the clear way that Peter laid it out, death and resurrection, although Paul emphasizes that in the uh, defense before King Agrippa. Uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, so that's the main point all the way through. The resurrection from the dead to the Greeks in Athens in Acts 17, that got them all wound up because you know, you, <laughs> that's such a out, out of this world concept that they got pretty fired up about that. And uh, um, it, it didn't seem to go well, but eventually it got through. <clears throat> so in previous Cut for Times, I know it's come up like twice at least of like looking at parallels between the gospel of Luke and obviously Acts just having the same author. So Tom, you mentioned like seeing some similarities. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. Well, if there is one passage uh, in all the Bible that I wish I had a recording of, of the entire content of the conversation, it would be Luke 24 where hmm. Jesus is on the road to Emmaus and it says, beginning with Moses, and Moses refers to the whole Pentateuch. So I take that to go back to Abraham as well, because Moses is the author. With Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Oh, if I had a microphone in front of Jesus for that conversation, that would be the best thing in the world to know what he said. Mm -hmm. um, but in a sense, we don't need that because we have the book in front of us and so we can go back and look at what abraham says what moses says the example of the old testament sacrifices the prophecies from samuel david and all the way through the prophets all the way to the end that um and that's that's what what peter is referencing in acts 3 that yeah we have that they told us this this is the pattern and uh big chunk of it has been fulfilled now in the death and resurrection of Jesus. There's more to be fulfilled in what Peter calls the restoration of all things in ultimately the new heaven and the new earth. And uh, so that, that that's what we didn't develop very much Sunday, but does call for uh, giving more attention to it and uh, 
and rejoicing that salvation is not just being forgiven of sins. That is a very important part of it, but it's also the complete restoration of what went wrong in Genesis 3 with the fall to the restoration of all things in the future um, when Christ returns. Mm-hmm. We're seeing so many, um, like we're often referencing back to the gospel of Luke in Cut for Time. Yeah. And in your, um, like in the few sentences you wrote in preparation for your sermon on Sunday, you said you recommended people read all of Acts chapter three in preparation. Is there, um, like, would you recommend that like at this point people like read back through the gospel of Luke? Is that something that like, if we read through that, we would, it would help even just like make our further study of Acts like more clear, um, like, is that Absolutely. something that you've been doing in your own time? Uh, you know, no, I have not read Luke uh, recently. I'm, I'm reading Old Testament minor prophets right now and putting a lot of focus there. I, I do plan in the very near future to get back to the New Testament and read it uh, before 2023 is over again. I, I try to read, read it at least once a year. But uh, yes, I think to go back, common authorship, we know who it is. You see those parallels, even in their purpose statements at the beginning of the work. And so to go back and read Luke uh, would be a great preparation for our continuation of the study in Acts. But I just say to everybody, keep reading the Bible, you know, both Old and New Testaments, uh, because it all builds on what we've already had. And you get that in the sermons of Peter and Paul. Um, and in the letters constantly ties back in. It's one book, not just 66, with one awesome story of God's rescue of this world, including us and including all of creation. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.